Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome to a very special, it's one of the highest of high holy days. We are expected to have beers today. Is it one of the biggest drinking days, I think, in America? Or one of the biggest parties? Uh, Something like that. Both. Okay. Uh, this is actually one of the biggest beer-consuming holidays of the calendar year. It's like this, St. Patty's Day, day before Thanksgiving and New Year's. Oh, no July 4th in there. All right, look. <laughs> Call me on the carpet to start this. I'm just going off a stat that I sort of half remember from a week ago. But uh, yeah. uh, it is it is one of the biggest, and it's it's also fun because you can sit back and, you know, when the show's over around noon, crack yourself a stout. It's Super Bowl. Have a good time. Yeah. Or try, we can talk about this later in the show, but we can talk about the uh, beer we had last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we have a lot to talk about. You and I tried something that wasn't exactly a craft beer, but mind-blowing nonetheless. We'll talk about that. We have to get ready for the big game later on today. We'll uh, maybe hedge our bets who we think is, is going to win. Who's going to win it all? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have a, an opinion of either team. So it's kind of fun to just sit back and I just want to see a great football game. I do too. But uh, NFC all the way, baby. Yeah. Then we'll talk more <laughs> about that. The beers are going to drink, and uh, we'll be focusing a little bit here on some of the uh, some of the the bands that have graced the Super Bowl halftime show stage here and there throughout the uh, the afternoon. So welcome to another episode of Music to My Beers as we get ready for Super Sunday. This is a very fun show because we get we have an excuse, all of us, to yeah. drink later on today with the uh, the Super Bowl kicking off later on. And I bet a lot of people are going to be calling in sick tomorrow. Yeah, I think we Maybe. read uh, earlier this week that 17 million Americans, of the 100 million people expected to watch the game, 17% of that are going to call in <laughs> sick tomorrow. So if you have a sick day, you're burning good on you, man. That's pretty awesome. I know after the Falcons were in the Super Bowl that next morning, remember when they lost after being up on uh, the Pats 28-3? to What? I thought about calling in sick that morning because I got here and I felt like absolute trash. I remember you did come in looking like death had warmed over. I celebrated at halftime, and that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> I cracked open. I had a plant of the elder in my fridge, and so I was passing it around oh, to all my buddies, Zach. and I was like, "Yeah, twenty-eight to three. Daddy's got you. We're bringing it home yeah. to the ATL. The trap." And then I just slowly watched as they came back, and Tom Brady does what he does. I uh, I don't feel bad for you at all because uh, my favorite team is the Lions, and they've never sniffed a Super Bowl. So at least your team's gotten there. Oh. They yeah. at least have an NFC Championship banner hanging up somewhere in that stadium. That that's true, and I gotta get down there and see it. But uh, no, I've I've never they've never won. They've never they've gotten there twice in my lifetime. Are you planning on drinking later today? Oh yeah, yep. I'm going over to a buddy's house. We always have a big Super Bowl party. Everybody just he he just says, "Hey, bring uh like appetizer to share and then some beer and stuff." And so we just hang out at his place. I bought these eleven dollar Doritos at the gas station on the way because yeah. I forgot. Here's the all these Doritos I brought. Yeah, this is a weird one for me. Usually, we'll uh, I've got a couple of friends that that throw a Super Bowl party every year. We'll go over there, and it's you know all, all the snack food you could possibly eat. Everybody brings something, but they're not doing that this year. Oh, so my wife and I are just going to hang at home, nice. and we're having an appetizer dinner. And I said, why don't we go to the basement and crack open some crazy stouts? So we'll uh, we'll drag up a couple of things later on today and sip and enjoy. And it's going to be a real low key Super Bowl, and I'm at the age now where this is this is kind of something I'm looking forward to. I realized this last week. I'm like, hey. It's going to be quite, kind of a quiet Super Bowl. I'm digging it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that that's kind of cool, too, especially like when, when I had when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, I was like, we got to throw a party. We got to do it big. And I had streamers and everything like that. But, you know, when there's you have no skin in the game, really, it's like Kansas City, San Francisco, so far away that I don't really I don't really have a tie to either team. Um, 
Except I did go to school with the, the okay, female coach. Oh, she yeah. Yeah, Goshen College. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember her. I didn't know her, but I saw her at parties and stuff. So. Wow. I know. Look at, so you. Look at you. A little bit of celebrity crossing. That's why I'm so cheering on the Niners. So you're rooting for the Niners yes. later on today. Yeah. Oh. You have you have anybody that you're cheering for? No, not really. I just want to see a great game. I would like to see the Chiefs win because knowing a lot of history of you know Andy Reid's career, he, that's like the last thing he hasn't done. Coach of the year, he's gotten to the Super Bowl a bunch of times. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's got this legendary coaching tree that's underneath it. But uh, and for everybody says he's a nice guy, but he's never won the big game, so that'd be fun to watch. But I don't know. It's nice to see teams in it that aren't New England. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a Manning in it, so this is uh, this is nice. It's nice to see something that uh, that we haven't seen before, but. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm going to open some stouts, I think, and uh, you know, probably just cruiser weight, take it easy. You and I had a chance. We'll talk to it. Uh, talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, we tried a, a beer that blew our minds. Oh man, did it ever! <laughs> I talked a couple of weeks ago on the show about the worst beer I'd ever had recently, and that was that arrogant bastard Jägermeister collaboration. That was, uh, I, I think, it, if if it was a toilet cleaner, it would have ranked as like the highest rated drinkable toilet cleaner. Man, but it was one of the worst beers, if not the worst I've ever had. But we do you tr- think we enjoyed it wrong though? Do you think it should have been like chilled and frosted to the point of like it's almost frozen? Mine was. I had oh, you, okay. It. Yeah, I I cold crashed it. It was really cold when I drank it, and then I let it warm up before I took a final sip before I chucked it out. And it was, it was one of those Malort things. It's so gross. You got to try it. Like that mm-hmm. Geico raccoon. Like it's so gross. But uh, we had one last week that I fully expected to be utter trash. And it was the hit of the evening to the point that we all bought the bar out of it. And we've been on a hunt trying to find this this beer since. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. We had tried some fun things. We have a big show, man. It's the Super Bowl. We've got to, yeah. got to get this show done so we can get home and get some, some Crispy Boys brewing. Prince, the purple one. Let's go crazy. A painful walk down memories uh, past for Bears fans. He played Super Bowl uh, 41. Oh, really? Where the Indianapolis Colts beat. The Chicago Bears. Oh, 17 was your final. And that was a huge, that was a legendary halftime show. Yeah. Well, it was after the whole 2004 debacle, which caused everybody to start toning it down. I mean, it used to be like wild. I remember like growing up in, in high school and, and uh, college and stuff, it being kind of wild. Um, you'd see Aerosmith, but then you'd also see Britney Spears come out and NSYNC. And like, it was just a huge show. Who's coming out next? And then they like tone it down and they're like, okay, no, no more guests, just the band. Go out there and play. That way we don't get any wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah, that was the the 2004 Super Bowl. The, ne- the next year was Paul McCartney. I know he's a legendary Beatle, but it was one of the most benign shows I've ever seen on television. Just completely safe and not even... Not even a little bit edgy or exciting, but no. uh, but yeah, then eventually a few years later, they got Prince and started picking things up again, mm-hmm. and you and I just talked a minute ago, and I wanted to bring this up because this was a shocking drink. Not really a craft beer, but it definitely fits under the umbrella of music to my beers because uh, one of our favorite, most old, I guess, ancient, aged, the Pabst Blue Ribbon. We talked about this on the show, I want to say two months ago, maybe three months when it was first rumored this was going to be happening, but PBR's released a hard coffee. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I thought, because we were at Hop Station last weekend, we ordered this beer. I saw that they had it. I said, well, we've got to try it. But your brain is telling you, because of the PBR logo, that this is going to be like coffee and Pabst. Yeah. Together. Like almost like a shandy, but a coffee version of a shandy. Yeah. So we ordered around for the table, and everybody poured into a giant glass with some ice, and it poured out. And you knew instantly when you were pouring it, that's not what this is. <laughs> this was to me, I, I've described it to some people that didn't have it that weren't there as uh, it's like drinking one of those Starbucks gas station like mochaccino latte things. Oh, yeah. Only with booze in it. 
Yeah. It's 5%. It's got some caffeine, and it's got a coffee kick, and it tastes spectacular. It was almost like, you know what? Meal replacement, drinking a shake. for you know, Instead of a Slim Fest, have a PBR hard coffee to start your day. <laughs> or it's a new dessert. I, I loved it in the evening. It reminded me a lot of like a white Russian, like a really well put together white Russian. And I bet there's, now that that's out, you can probably create all kinds of different, you know, boozy mixed drinks that you add beer or whatever. Whatever it is. Is it a malt beverage or... What? I think it probably falls under the malt beverage category, along okay. with the hard seltzers and everything else. But it's a it's a, P- it's a tall boy PBR can. But instead of the white on the PBR, it's brown for coffee. Mm. It was great. I gave it's it five delicious. stars on Untapped. I'm like, this is nothing that I expected it was going to be. And that it gives you the cap. You know, if you're a, an early morning cat like we are, it gets to be nine ten o'clock, man. You want just a little bit of a boost of caffeine. That's uh, like a pick me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it, if it is just the sugar alone that gives you the dose, but it was that was. Our big craft beer surprise of last weekend. It it really was delicious, and it's exactly what it says in the can, that it's just a rich, mi- creamy milk vanilla flavor that I I would pair it well with, uh, I'd pair it with ice cream or something. And I think Not Your Father's uh, Root Beer is what kind of kicked off this whole, like, you can make money on things that isn't beer and isn't liquor. It's yeah. other stuff, because... From that, we saw all their different varieties come out. They had the orange. They had the, the you know the takeoff of the Mountain Dew. And then we got this, you know, LaCroix became super popular. Figure, people figured out that you can put booze in this. Then we got the hard seltzers that have just taken over so much over the last couple of years. And now we're moving into other things like hard coffees. And uh, even Jameson announced they're getting in on this. They're doing a cold-pressed, caffeine-infused whiskey. That. Try. Yeah, it's going to be coming out later on uh, in 2020, so we have that to look forward to. But. Can you imagine our tailgating season next year? Like, with all these, like, now hard coffees and stuff, like, pulling that on a tap, or even uh, starting your morning off with a Jameson shot? Yeah, that PBR hard coffee was extremely sippable, and I'm not a guy that usually takes his time with his beer. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and nurse it for, for 45 minutes. But this thing, you could totally just put on ice and mm-hmm. sip, and it just it just drink. It's so smooth and creamy. Oh, it's so good. I, I, and I looked all over town for it too. And then with our Facebook group, uh, I think Steve had picked some up from um, the citywide over on, in South Bend. But I'm looking at their website. If you want to find it somewhere, there's a couple of locations around here where you can actually get it in grocery stores or uh, some of the other um, some of the other restaurants and bars that are around the area. Uh, we will cool. warn you, though, that if you call a place or walk into a place and ask for it, they've never heard of it. They're going to look like you and talk to you like you're an insane person. <laughs> Got any of that hard coffee? They're like, get out of here, you problem <laughs> drunk, before I call the police. We have a load of music to my beers to get to. We have to get to the pick six coming up a little bit later in the hour. We have to get to uh, telling you where all of our social media outlets are. Talk some B-movie here in a minute. And oh, yeah. uh, this was another one of those Super Bowl bounce backs from 2004 where they had the they still hadn't gotten back to the big party, but they were, they were still kind of kind of play it safe. And I remember this show, and I, I absolutely thought it was terrible. It was uh, bad. It was really bad. The sound was bad. The band was bad. But uh, The Who, back in 2010, did play Super Bowl 45. And now we look back fondly at when the Saints came back from Hurricane Katrina to beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. All right, we have reached the. All right, we have reached the point in the program. Better, better. good job, good job. Uh, My tongue today, I don't know what it is. Um, We've reached the point in the program where we like to pair a movie with some alcohol in a rating system that we have dubbed the B movie. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers. 
movie. And the way that this works is we uh, we name a movie. We have a rating system between 1 and 12. 1 being it is Cinema Verite, one of the best movies you've ever seen. One beer for that. Or 12 being a movie drain pour that it would take you probably 12 to sit through and then uh, more after that to uh, get it out of your mind. But today, because it is Super Bowl Sunday, we thought we would do a movie that, uh, oh, it's mid-90s, late-90s, came out? 1999. 1999, okay. Uh, Jamie Foxx? Yeah, the 90s were a great time for football movies. You had The they, Last Boy Scout, you had Any Given Sunday. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. Uh, was The Replacements, 1990s? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also, uh, uh, what's the one with Denzel Washington? Why am I blanking? The Disney one. Uh, we are Marshall, Coach Carter, and I'm just going to shout out ones. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> Remember the, the Titans. Titans. There yeah, we go. There That's we go. right. I don't know if that was the 90s or not, but uh, that was a good football movie. But because it is Super Bowl, we're going to do um, the Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx classic. Cameron Diaz was in that one. Um, At her most Cameron Diaziest. <laughs> any given Sunday. Yeah. So I think, um, I, I don't know that I've ever seen this movie. I'll be honest with you. Oliver Stone, director, uh, oh, screenplay. Really? Yeah. Man, I, I just remember the commercials. Richard, Richard Donner was one of the producers. He's the guy that gave us the Lethal Weapon franchise. Oh, really? Wait, he was also the Superman guy. Uh, but any given Sunday, I just remember from the TV commercials that it was like, the Kid Rocks, Ba with the Ba, the Bang, the Bang. It definitely had an aggressive soundtrack. Yeah. And, and the football players are playing in the rain and stuff, and you know Al Pacino's yelling at them and whatnot. Cameron Diaz is like a field line reporter who falls in love with a football player. Am I making all this up, or did no, I? No, you're close. Awesome. James Sweet. Woods is in it. LL Cool J. Dennis Quaid. Lauren Holly. My goodness. Uh, I, I, yeah. So I don't really have um, a frame of reference for this movie. I feel like I'm just a. a child who's walking into the conversation <laughs> but i will tell you this i i remember uh having this beer a couple of years ago and they probably don't even make it anymore because it it wasn't the best craft beer but dan patrick had his own craft beer at uh, one time called wow. the audible ale and he would talk about it on a show it was a whole thing you know it's funny because now what he talks about all the time is uh mango cart and uh <laughs> the wolf pup session ipa nice the whole host of offerings from golden road brewery <laughs> oh okay i see uh so red hook made that beer and i think he had some like collaborative efforts or something like that or they were like we're gonna stamp your name on it but it had his logo it had audible ale it was like your easy drinking i want to say it was a red lager it was pretty good for what it was. I haven't seen this movie in years, and I remember when it came out, I had a hard time with it, because I was about 18, 19 at the time, and Jamie Foxx was in Living Color Guy. He was oh, like, funny yeah. dude, comedian, hilarious. And then all of a sudden, they put him into this super dramatic role. Now, obviously, he would go on to become an incredible actor, of course, with Ray and all the dramatic roles he's taken since then. But at the time, I didn't like seeing somebody that I knew to be funny being not funny, so that, yeah. kind, of, that kind of bugged me. I didn't really care for the movie. Uh, but now you go back and watch it, and it's it's one of the all time greats. You really appreciate what Oliver Stone did as a filmmaker, and you can you can tell the difference in a movie the older you get between really great. You know, when I was a kid, if I loved a movie, I didn't care how crappy it was. I loved it; it was great. Mm-hmm. But the older you get, the more you grow to appreciate like you know depth of characters and how, and how good the script is, and you really start to understand what makes a good movie and what doesn't. And this, I think, is a great movie. Will it stand up thirty years from now? I, I have no idea. It's so one that you show your kids, and you're like, ah, 
<laughs> back in my day. But it was fun. We were talking about to open the segment how you know baseball movies in the eighties were what football was to movies in the nineties. There were just true. loads of them. This isn't my favorite football movie, but it's still it's one of the better films. I'm gonna give this a six pack of my favorite beer because it hits you hard in the mouth with hops just oh. a crush of ibus all up in your business i'm gonna give it a six pack of uh lagunitas hop stupid nice we are everywhere we are uh we're on facebook instagram twitter facebook groups actually facebook groups are this huge thing that they've been our like, names are blowing in the wind our names are blowing in the wind mm-hmm. on, on our own tap handles uh, I saw yours on the screen at Hop Station this past weekend. Yeah, it was funny because I was at Hop Station uh, before you got there, uh-huh. and uh, our buddy Mosh Pit Mom, friend of the show, was uh, was up on the board from the night before. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> I'm like we have all got to just get out more because we're all we're all just running into each other at the same places. It's pretty funny. It's one of the coolest things I think with Untapped, which you can follow uh, Warren at Man Bear Cluck. You can follow me at Dad Beers. But one of the coolest things are the um, the certified bars that are Untapped uh, handle. Um, places it's, and you it's can great. see, yeah, you can see what the, what's on tap at that exact moment before you leave the house or before yeah. you call the Uber. You can say, "All right, well, they've got this, this, and this. I haven't had these. I want to try this." Mm-hmm. And and you know what you're getting into before you get down there. Also saves you a lot of time ordering. Yeah. And oh they, yeah. Yeah, they're all updated in real time. You can also uh, podcast this show tomorrow. Zach will have this thing posted right around noon, two o'clock, mm-hmm. and you can listen to the show without the music and just skim through it real quick if you like, speedy like. Yeah, catch up on previous shows, too, that we've had in the past where, like, say you miss a Sunday. You, mi- you miss a Sunday, you miss a lot, you right? miss a little, That's you miss a lot. That's what they say. Our other slogan for music to my beers is, you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. And like you mentioned, we do have a Facebook group that's really fun. Uh, like our Facebook page and then join our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's an intimate conversation with like-minded craft beer enthusiasts. Or if you're looking for something, maybe you see somebody that posted something that they're drinking and you're like, hey, where'd you get that? I've been looking all over town for that. They'll let you know, whether it's uh, Citywide, Belmont, the Martin's Grocery Store. Yeah, we've had a gl- couple of great instances where people are heading out of town or they're co- going somewhere. And they're, Do you want anything brought back or what should I check out when I'm there? So that's a lot of fun. And yeah, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. You can search at MTM Beers. That's how we pop up just about everywhere. Zach and I play a fun game called Beer Shirt Thursday. Yeah. And uh, this week, this is how I know I'm getting too much beer swag. I, I went through the house and was Marie Condoing everything last weekend. Like, does this bring me joy? If not, out it goes. And but none going, of the beer shirts left, right? No, but I was going through uh, some clothing, and I pulled out what I'm fairly certain was a brand new, never-worn Devil's Trumpet hoodie that I bought the last time I was there. So... I was like, hey, new beer shirt, all right. That's awesome. But Love I also, it. Nah, maybe I need to get my spending under control. You know, financial goals, getting your financial ship righted in 2020 was America's top financial goal. I'm finding beer shirts I don't remember buying. Time to shape up, Warren. <laughs> Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, Nelly, and there was a pre-recorded intro with Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. Uh, basically, everybody was there. Wow. Yeah, all of 2001 was in attendance. That that was a good Super Bowl halftime show. That, for me, would go up in like my top five. That was the first ring for Ray Lewis, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. But uh, there we are. This is our Music to My Beer Super Sunday edition. We're excited for the big game later on today. Zach has come out in favor of the uh, 49ers. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I want the Chiefs to, to win it all. All right. But really, yeah. I, I really, I just want to have a bunch of appetizers and get drunk. That's. I think that that's a really good plan, and that's kind of a cool thing that you can do if you're uh, whether you're hosting a Super Bowl party or you're just wanting to hang out. I mean, you do the wings, you do the or the any tizers or whatever. <laughs> any tizers, <laughs> boo this man. 
Did you and just say any Tizers on this show? I did. I did. I was thinking about the uh, frozen food section uh, at the supermarket. And as I walked past there, I'm like, I wonder if those uh, boneless Sanitizer wings are good. Any Tizer. <laughs> Break out the air fryer. Yeah. I guess anything is good for an appetizer. As far as like pairings and things, we're not going to get into that because it's it's a matter of personal taste. It's true. Yeah, but I do like, there's something about uh, pulled pork. I love making pulled pork on Super Bowl Sunday and just having a big vat of it and doing sliders and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Because I consider sliders like an appetizer, right? Yeah. I like to, and because you and I both, we're not, we're not going to be one of the 17 million Americans calling in sick tomorrow because you and I both have to be to work fairly early in the morning. This isn't one of those like tear it up, bottle share events, but I am looking forward to popping some decent stouts later on today. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's. I like those cruiser altitude drinking nights where you just have a few, keep it easy because you know you got to go to bed because you got stuff to do later on today. But also, uh, it's not very often my wife and I get to sit around and just chill and uh, and split a couple of things. Yeah. So it'll be nice to drag up a bomber or two out of the basement that I can get in because you know if it's just going to be me in the garage, I don't like dragging out bombers from the mm-hmm. cellar for that because twenty two ounces of a super thick stout that's a lot for one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and to then continue on with your evening. <laughs> What is your what does your wife typically like to drink? Um, as uh, far as she's in the same wheelhouse as I am, she really likes uh, Two Hearted is her favorite beer. Nice, and she likes the really hazy, you know, uh, lactose and double IPAs, the real the real juicy stuff. But then she also likes you know stouts, and she was actually into craft beer before I was. Oh wow, yeah, and for a time, not anymore, was more knowledgeable about it than I was. So she has great taste in beer. She's not into pack ratting it, cellaring it. She doesn't like getting special release tickets. She'll go to tastings and hang out, but that's. That's about it. Which uh, you get it, and then it's, yeah, get it, gone, good. Yeah, what is, your, what is your wife into drinking? My, I know, my I wife know does we, not like stouts. That I do know for a fact. I know that we all went to a beer dinner down at LaSalle Kitchen Tavern a while back. Yeah, and she really enjoyed it. That was a sour beer dinner, yeah. and um, I don't know that she's had a sour since. Uh, mm. <laughs> I drove home that night. Um, but that uh, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> Um, but, uh, she likes, she does like the sours. She typically likes the hoppier stuff. Like she's always like, well, what do you have that's hoppy? And so typically I buy anything from like new Belgium's, um, Avenger, the Ranger series. Yeah. Um, anything from that she typically likes. She loves the hazy stuff. Um, there for a while, M43 up north was the only place that we could pretty much get it. And now we can get it at all bottle shops. Um, she, I, this is going to sound snooty as hell, but do you find yourself with M43 thinking it's less of a big deal now that you can just go get it anywhere? Kind of, a little bit. Like It, it, was, it wasn't, I, would, I don't want to say it wasn't event drinking when somebody would go five miles north and bring <laughs> it back. But it was a big deal. You'd be like, hey, I got this. And everyone's like, hey, all right. We'd pass them around with everybody. Everybody would grab one. But now that I can get it anywhere, I don't. I hardly buy it at all. I think that that might be why it was such a big deal is because you actually had to think about it to go north to get it to bring it back, like transient or anything like that, that we can't get down here. Yeah, and a lot of those uh, bottle shops along the border in Niles mm-hmm. and Edwardsburg, they had a very limited supply, so you had a very limited uh, opportunity to... Like, you couldn't go in and get a four-pack. It was a one- or two-can limit. It was like zombie dust back in the day. Yeah, and now you can get it all over the place. It's been funny to watch that cycle through over the course of two years because that got out of our radar a couple of years ago. It blew up from Old Nation, made them a, house, a household name in the area as far as beer is concerned. Yeah. But um, I had their MEMI a while ago. That yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, with me. That's so good. And their uh, their boss tweet, I'll still buy when, when I see it, if I see a fresh one. But the other two they did, there was the Cart Horse and there was the, what is it, the Greenstone, Green Earth. Mm. I, f- I I not vaguely only, remember those. Not only have I not had them, I haven't seen seen them or been able to buy them. They're not on tap anywhere, so it's been it's been kind of funny to watch the life cycle 
Because it happens faster and faster. Like that whole oh, yeah. zo- the whole zombie dust, it used to be hard to get, hard to find, and you can only buy a couple until getting it anywhere you want, anytime. That took a few years. That took like four years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe even a little longer than that. And now, only now is it just in cans and it's getting a little bit, you know, even easier to get a hold of. But that old nation life cycle from being hard to get, hard to attain, being a big deal to being not such a big deal to being kind of over it, <laughs> that took like 18 months. I know. Well, and maybe they've refocused their production efforts because they've had to get it across the border now to several different states that now carry M43. And so maybe all the production's gone into doing M43 and Boss Tweet and they're like, well, cart cart before the horse and uh, the green green book, green stone, green, green earth, s- something like that. It was green. I remember that's the one that was the weakest one out of all of them. Yeah, it was it was like six point eight percent. But uh, maybe we should yeah. go. Yeah, and we should go up there sometime. Field trip. I was going to say I've got some friends that have been to Old Nation up in what Williamston, uh, mm-hmm. Michigan, and they said that it is it is like every other craft brewery in the world. It's in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> next to nothing you want to go to, down an old dirt road. So I don't know if we'll ever we'll ever attend, but it's just it's funny to me to look back and watch how these lifestyle the lifespans of these beers are just the acceleration popular. Yep, but it used took years. Now it took uh, just a couple of years. We've got a lot of music to my beers to get to. You know what? I ramble, Zach. We should probably move on with the show. <laughs> Welcome to the corner of the show. Ah, the first little pit stop we like to take in hour number two. This is our pick six segment. Zach and I go around the horn and we lay out six beers for you that we think you should take a look at. Old yeah. favorites, new finds. Rarities, things we want to try, things we can't try, things we've yeah, things uh, we, we've tried years and years ago, and then we bring it back for whatever reason. It's come back in our lives. Yeah, and uh, some weeks, man, I got to be honest, uh, this is harder than others because your drinking gets into a rut or there's nothing new on the horizon. But uh, this week, I'm going to throw in one that we already talked about, and it is not a craft beer, but you should definitely try it. Is the PBR Hard Coffee? I'm going to say it is a craft beer because yeah. it's got the PBR on the label. So anything with PBR on the label has got to be, what, craft beer or a beer, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy that. I mean, I, I don't, man, I don't care. I, uh, I love it. You should try it, too. It's so it's, good. Uh, it's just, it's a complete game. It's different. And I know that sometimes in the uh, in the winter months and then every once in a while in the summer, we will talk about having a stout first thing in the morning on a weekend if you have the day off and you're going to mow the lawn. And this is another one of those fun I could totally see on a lazy, like, Sunday morning during the summer, you wake up, you have yeah. one of these over ice, you sit out in the backyard and get your day in order. Mm. It's Or you just slab it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's tasty. It's at least you have to try it for the novelty. But all my craft beer nerd friends that we talked about it on Untapped, they all said the same thing. They were shocked at how good it was. Mm-hmm. We all drank it thinking how good it was not going to be, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was the... You know, the low expectations just teed it up for an amazing reaction. And you bought the bar out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You deliver low. You promise low and you deliver high. The next one I'm going to tell you uh, was was fantastic, and I tried this on Friday. Uh, our friend of the show, Mosh Pit Mom, frequent texter of the award-winning Jason Lee and Cluck show, we had a beer trade earlier this week, and she hooked me up with a can of Wax Wings. I'm a King Beat. It's an Imperial Double IPA. I feel like I'm not doing my due diligence anymore. I'm getting real lazy in my old years. This brewery is in Kalamazoo, and that's my hometown, and I go back there often enough. I should have known this place was open. She texted me. She said, hey, I'm gonna, I got a choice between one well, been there, Wax Wings. I thought, never heard of it. Yeah. She said, I'm going to go to Wax Wings, and every beer she had was more incredible than the one that came after it. And this one, she brought me home a, a to-go can of it, and it was awesome. It was mm. 10.2. It was mm. thick. It was juicy. It was fresh. Oh, so the next time I'm in town, I'm going up there in a few weeks. I think in three weeks, I'm going to make it a point to stop because I got to check this place out. And the last one I'm going to throw in. And it's funny because days like today, 
this is what growlers were made for. If you're going somewhere or you're staying home and you want to bring some fun beer that uh, that you know saved you a couple bucks to buy in bulk, Super Bowl Sunday is a good growler day. Yeah, and I always make it a point every year to grab myself a growler of uh, my my neighborhood brewery, the uh, Crooked Used Turtle Tamer. Love it. One of my favorite IPAs. They always have it on tap. It's always fresh. And man, you get a growler that home, and you've got you know three or four pints staring you in the face. It's a good spot to be in. Because you can't get it at a store. There isn't. It's not like you can go pick up a sixer of it at your local store. You have to go to the U, you pick it up, and then you've got it chilling in your fridge. And just, it's Super Bowl Sunday, booze, man. Yeah. Growlers, growlers are for Super Bowl Sunday. So there are my three. Uh, Zachary, That's the, floor, awesome. the floor is yours. I love the novelty in that, too, because isn't that how breweries used to be? Like back in the, the yeah. olden days before Prohibition and stuff, where you had your like local beer supplier. and Yeah, you'd get a growler and fill it up and go home, and that's how you enjoyed your beer. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm going to throw and then, out... And then you forget to take your growler out the next time you go out, you buy one, and then you forget the next time, and the next thing you know, you've got nine growlers in the basement. You're like, I can't good conscience keep all these, so you have to recycle them, and then you forget the next time, and they know. They oh, all yeah. know. They all know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my stainless steel one from Stanley that I love to take in there. I always forget it, dude. I always dude. forget. Um, I got it, which I got to... And they also have growlers there, speaking yeah. of. Yeah, they do. Um, so one of the places, uh, growlers that you can get to go now is the Greenbush satellite location. And my wife and I were there for dinner. Um, I believe it was last week when we went out and finally checked it out. Um, it was awesome. Um, I had the 1825, which is like a Belgian strong golden ale. It's absolutely delicious. Um, so I'm going to throw that in the mixer. Six. Um, sorry. <laughs> this Sunday's really drinking rough. Yeah, this Sunday's really rough on you, old young Zach. Um, and then also, I'm going to throw in the Ryeway to Heaven, which was the, uh, it's part of the Deep Wood series from Revolution. Yeah. So good. Um, that one, and then also the Straight Jacket, which is the barley wine uh, from them. I think I hooked you up with a Straight Jacket, and yeah, and it's so good. I've had that Ryeway to Heaven on the, at Hop Station a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's been funny the last two years to really watch uh, watch Revolution usurp the uh, the the throne of uh, of barrel aged beers in Chicago from Goose Island. They were the king oh, for the yeah. longest time, and now almost across the board everybody will agree like you know revolutions got it together man They're, they got it dialed in that deep wood series so good yeah so so expensive but so good. so expensive eight dollars a can but i'll pay it <laughs> <laughs> well that's how we're balling and after this zach and i are going to go to our second job to support our beer hobby oh, there's too much truth in that <laughs> statement it is our super sunday edition of music to my beers thanks for joining us we will get the news and notes on the way and some more super bowl performers the super bowl halftime show has kind of always rocked a little bit no not no? true uh, we talked about this earlier in the week on uh, on the Jason Lee and Clark show, but the Super Bowl, back long before our time, Zach, back in the 80s and up until the early 90s, was always up with people and a bunch of marching bands and like Disney stars. Mm. Mickey Rooney was involved at one point. It was very strange stuff. If you ever if you ever want a funny trip down memory lane, open the Wikipedia page for Super Bowl halftime performers. Oh, wow. It's nuts. And then somewhere uh, the late, it was the early 1990s, I think it was 91 or 92, they decided to put New Kids on the Block, who at the time were the biggest thing in the world, mm. as the Super Bowl halftime show. And it has just taken off since then. And we've that's what we've had. Michael Jackson, we've had the Aerosmiths, ZZ Top was involved oh, yeah. at one time. Maybe we'll get some of them uh, later on. Getting the nod to do the Super Bowl halftime show means that you are really big. Oh, yeah. You've made it. Yeah. J-Lo, Shakira. Yep. Lady Gaga. We've had uh, Katy Perry. So if whoever the biggest person is at that moment, that's who gets the Super, the Super Bowl halftime show. So super fun. Uh, we've talked about beers we want to drink uh, for the Super Bowl later on today. I'm going to stick to some stouts, do some 
Low and slow sipping, Zach yeah. is going to just crush Tasty Boys and just dome bombers all think, night. Well, I think I might try to find the hard coffee after the show here and bring that over to introduce to all my friends. Because that's usually what I do is I'm I'm the guy who goes for whatever's like hit and popular at the time. And I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, you guys should try this, try that. Um, but then also, I always get the 15 pack of Founders because it goes a long way. Like, yeah, and it's also fun if you have like a beer stash or a beer fridge. You can, you're always left with six or eight. So they've, you know, for the next time. Yeah. Ah, for the next time. Yeah. I am looking forward to this, uh, to today. You know, obviously, we get, we get the beer drinking on Sunday. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. But also, over the next couple of weeks, there's not really anything big on the horizon as far as craft beer drains on our wallet. No, yeah, you're right. We have until March. I think February, for the most part, is free. There aren't any big, huge, expensive beer festivals that are coming up that are going to be of great expense. Unless, unless, you, unless you tell me difference in news and notes. Well, I was going to tell you about the, uh, we talked about it in news and notes last week, I believe, about the uh, Black Hearted Ale. That's right, from uh, from Bells. And it's only going to be a brewery release. Like, they're only releasing it up there. So I doubt we'll get our hands on it down here because of distribution. But if we'll somebody goes We'll have to flip a coin and go get it. Yeah. But you're not talking about breaking the bank, though. That's, you know, no, that's a quick true. trip to Kalamazoo. I've mm-hmm. got some family up there. Maybe I can make it a, uh, a a family venture. Take your wife out. It's Valentine's Day that they're releasing it. So you can have a Valentine's Day dinner, black-hearted beer to take home for your buddies. Hey, baby, I guess after five years of marriage, beer run is about to, that's our Valentine's Day plans. But we get, we get a few weeks to kind of just enjoy the beers we have and, yeah. and kind of uh, just catch up a little bit before we take a deep breath and get back into the special releases and the beer buying season. I'm pretty excited for that. I'm also excited for news and notes a little bit later on. I think Zach's about to drop a bomb on me, that grimace you gave me when I was talking about beer festivals. Something coming up that I need to know about? Maybe. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that. And uh, this guy, actually, a Super Bowl performer. Not his original band, but he did do the 2011 when the uh, when Jerry World opened up down in Dallas. Oh, I forgot about that. It was the Black Eyed Peas. It was Usher. And we got a special performance from uh, Slash. That was cool. As the Packers and Aaron Rodgers went on to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is Slash Featuring Miles Kennedy here on Real Rock 1039 The Bears, music to my beers. Um, so things to look forward to on the horizon and things that are actually happening around town today. I thought this was pretty cool. Heavenly Goat is throwing a Super Bowl watch party. I have fun. Yeah. Uh, half off wings through the entire game. So they got beer, food. You had me at wings. I know. Oh, man, it sounds delicious. Uh, you tipped me off about this earlier in the week and that uh, transient artisan ales. You okay? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually going to be now distributed throughout the uh, the Michigan area. So through uh, a company called M4. So Super fun. Yeah, so we can find those probably in and around some of our favorite. If a trip to Niles can save me a trip to Bridgman, then I'm all for it. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's pretty cool. And um, it'll be fun to get some of the, the uh, freshies that they release. You know, if we can't make it up there some Saturday for the beer release right. and whatnot. Um, and then, last but not least, they've uh, released the new um, the new beer fest that happens at the Northern Indiana Event Center. Okay. March 7th. It's for the Elkhart County Symphony Association and raises money for that. They always bring out a lot of local stuff, too. It's a pretty cool event. Um, but that's going to be from 1 to 4 in the afternoon on March 7th. You can look forward to Perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's go enjoy our game. Go Chiefs. Go Niners. Let's just have a great game. We'll see everybody back here next week for our, geez, I can't believe how much I drank when I didn't mean to on Super Bowl Sunday show. This is Music to My Beers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.